On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I break down the 76ers' loss to the Mavs and why did they have so much trouble defending the perimeter. We'll dive into it next, talk about what they need to do to fix it going forward right here on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquirer.com. Keith, what's happening, man? What's good, D? How you doing, bro? Uh, man, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Better than the Sixers after that performance, but, you know, we'll see. Three more games on this road trip, and that includes the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday night. So we'll tap into it all next, Keith, as we thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76ers. And, Keith, we will, of course, look ahead in the matchups with the Milwaukee Bucks a little bit later. We'll talk about why this is another barometer for this basketball team. 20 games to play on the remainder of the campaign. Big one against Milwaukee in Milwaukee primetime hoops against that squad. And first we begin, though, of why it did it take. uh, Why did they have so much trouble, Keith, defending the perimeter? 25 made three pointers by the Dallas Mavericks. 13 between Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Seven for, I believe, seven for Irving, six for Doncic. And that was the 13 between those two. 82 points combined for those two guys also where – 42 for Luka was a game high, 40 for Kyrie Irving. Both players put up 22 shots on the night. They were very efficient, 18 for 22 for Irving, 15 for 22 for Luka Doncic, and he had 12 assists to add to that total. And the Sixers still scored 126 points, yet it was the perimeter defense that was the problem. We've seen this before, Keith. What was the problem, though, on this particular night? Um, I, I mean, it, it basically the same stuff that we see all the time. Um, like, like you said, is is the perimeter defense that they have. I mean, you know, right now I, I just feel like, um, you know, it was good that Tyrese Maxey came back. Um, you know that you know he he got in the starting lineup. He he showed a lot of it, its offensive explosion, but it just seemed like, you know, they went up against. The, I guess the most explosive backcourt and they just didn't have the answers defensively. I mean, it was like one of those things where it was going to be a shootout where it was like, all right, well, we're going to have to outscore. We're going to have to score more points than, than the Dallas Mavericks. And it, it was just hard to do when you go up against uh, that guard tandem. Um, so you look at it that way. Now, again, you can say, yeah, De'Anthony um, Melton, he had five steals but he wasn't making any stops as well. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where it was tough on, on both teams, offensively and defensively. But, um, um, excuse me, defensively for both teams, but at the same time, it just seemed like, you know, for a, a backcourt that struggled mightily before, it just seemed like, you know, this was the right ingredient for the Dallas Mavericks to have success when you know that, you know, this is a backcourt that's going to struggle. But again, you know what? They both gave up a lot of points and, and they both 
you know, they did what they had to do, but I, I just felt like that the Sixers were at a huge disadvantage. Yeah, and look, I, I don't think on this Thursday night, I don't think it mattered who was in the backcourt defending him. Those guys were that hot. They were that wide open. It wasn't just on Maxi; It was on the entire team, the rotations. It's too, too many wide open threes for them too, Keith. Just wide open in transition, in the half-court set, being sucked in too much in the defense where the paint is packed. And I didn't really understand uh, because, yes, on the drives of those two, and those two only, Duka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, sure, you have to show and help. And they are more than willing passers to the open men around the perimeter. But they were wide open. Reggie Bullock in particular, while he met those three threes in the third quarter, and they beat the Sixers 39-22, to 22, I think it was, in the third. And they were phenomenal. He was great. In the first half, Keith, he couldn't hit a shot. But he was still open. And, and that was the problem. They were too wide open. There was no resistance at all of trying to uh, – not trying because I'm sure that they were trying, but I don't know if it was the defensive principles that really got in their way, uh, not understanding the assignment. There was no low post player to worry about packing the paint the way that we saw the defense sucking in the way that it did and having to recover and sprint out as a closeout to those guys. So whatever it was, Dan Burke and the guys, they have to look at that on film and figure that out because it can't happen again. You're going up against a much better team here that can shoot, and they have multiple shooters like Dallas did from – Drew Holiday to Chris Middleton, Pat Connaughton. We know Bobby Portis can make shots. Um, uh, Grayson Allen can make shots. There are a number of players on this roster that are more than worthy or more than capable, pardon me, of hitting shots. And they can't let that happen again because, as you mentioned, we've seen it way, way, way before and, and during this era of, of Joel and B basketball. He can't close out on all of them and block those shots. That's what you bring in De'Anthony Melton, P.J. Tucker, even Jalen McDaniels. That's why those players are there. Tyrese Mack, I mean, pardon me, Tobias Harris is a much improved defender over the course of these last couple of years. They need to figure this part out because 25, while 45 made field goals on both sides, uh, the Sixers had a big advantage on the free throw line. They crushed them there as far as, far as their made free throws. It was the three-pointers that was the difference. The Sixers even turned the ball over you know, that lower number, and they still lost because of how many threes were made. They have to figure out that three-point defense because we've seen this before. This is not the only time. It was egregious in terms of the number this time with 25, but we've seen it before where it's been 15 to 8 or 15 to 7, and that's just that's just too much. They have to figure that part out. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they have to really figure that out. Um I mean, it, 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 I mean that, that's something that's going to uh, hinder them. I mean, you, you look at it moving forward. I mean, there's going to be another teams, a lot of teams that can do the same stuff or have people with the capability of doing the same stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's something that they're really going to have to figure out, really going to have to figure out. All right. Well, one of the things they're going to have to figure out is uh, as we measure them against these opponents in these big games, and they have a big game on Saturday night, Keith, and that is the Milwaukee Bucks, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They have them on the road, third game of this road trip. This is a huge barometer, and we'll get into what needs to happen tonight, how much of a barometer this one is against the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll tap into that next, Keith, right here on Locked On 76ers. But first, folks, let me tell you about the uh, all-new Nissan, most electric player of the week. And Look, Nissan's Most Electric Player of the Week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan 
Aria. And yes, the Aria, fantastic vehicle. And I'm going to identify the player of the week this time around. Keith normally does it. He allowed me to do it. And I'm going to go with Tyrese Maxey. Coming off of this 29-point performance on Thursday, 23, I believe, in the, in the role again on uh, Tuesday, uh, pardon me, Wednesday, against the Miami squad and the way that he has been playing. Tyrese Maxey is my Nissan most electric player of the week he was tremendous he did a great job he's back in the starting lineup we'll see if he can keep it going for this for this squad now also when we talk about the way that he plays the way that he drives with the aria brilliantly fierce like maxi fiercely elegant he is very good on the floor where he looks that way and stunningly powerful when you look at how he plays where from time to time you look at his smaller frame he doesn't think that he is going to be powerful enough to get things done well, he does do that. He delivers on duality, just like the Aria combination of fierceness and elegance, beautiful but strong, the perfect SUV crossover for Nissan. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat, power, and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back. You are Locked On 76ers. Uh, thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next, check out the Locked On Now podcast. The nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, big game tonight, Keith, for the Sixers on this Saturday night, taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee, again, leading the Eastern Conference now they have overtaken the Boston Celtics for that top spot, and that is in large part to their 16-game winning streak. And as we talk about again, uh, just simply looking at a team that you are measuring yourself against, the Sixers and the Bucks have split the season series. Milwaukee won, won by two the first time, the Sixers won by eight in the second game, both in Philadelphia. So these final two games of the season series will be in Milwaukee. And tonight, as we look at them again, 16 games in a row, their winning streak, they have not lost in the month of January. I mean, February, we are now in the month of March. Milwaukee is 45 and 17, one game up on Boston after Boston lost to the Brooklyn Nets last night. So the Sixers trail Milwaukee by five, the Boston Celtics by four. On the road, the Sixers are 16 and 12. Milwaukee is 27 and five. This is a barometer, Keith. In what way do you look at this one? as how you are trying to look at the Sixers and where they are with the best of the best. I mean, I mean, right now it, it's, it's a barometer because, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy because, you know, we, we look at this team and, and we go back to um, early on when the Sixers split with them. You know, this team was a banged up squad and we kept saying to ourselves that they're going to get a whole lot better once they get people back, right? And you look, and, and they still have injuries, and they still have people banged up, right? But they're just rolling. I mean, they, they are. In regards to a barometer, a team with with two two all stars, you know, you got Giannis, you have Drew Holiday, um, but but also, I, I think that when it comes down to this one, it's, it's all about depth. You know, we're gonna we look at the seventy sixers bench, and and you compare them to teams like Boston, um, other squads. And you say to yourself, like, the Sixers aren't deep enough. But right now, this is going to be a barometer in regards to can you go into a hostile environment against a red-hot team 
and can you play well? And another thing is when we talk about this, you know, no one's uh, talking about how Giannis and Montrez Harrell got into it after the last time they played when when uh, Giannis was trying to attempt foul shots after the game and Montrez. Oh, I forgot was, about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So you have that also. So when we talk about all that, you know, to me, it's kind of sort of like, okay, like, what are we going to see? Like, what are we going to see? What uh, is, is there going to be any lingering, you know, um, you know, any, any lingering uh, feelings feelings there? Yeah, 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 exactly. So there's a lot going on, but in regards to it, like you said, 16 in a row, you got Giannis, you know, seven foot, 243 power forward, you know, averaging 31.3 points, 12 rebounds, 5.4 assists. Like, who's going to be able to stop him? You know, that's my thing. That's what I want to say. I want to see who's going to stop Drew Holiday. So this is a huge, you know, a huge game for the Sixers. A big one, a big one here uh, for this team. So, yeah, this uh, barometer-wise, I think the Sixers are top five team. Number one in record-wise, they are top five team in the NBA. But when you look at, the rest of the league and so much so much of where you look at there's no um there's no no one outside of when you look at milwaukee and boston and probably denver where you say all right these are these are your number one tier teams the six are on that second tier and with them being on that second group as we talk about the barometer should be the teams in front of you they've beaten uh, the Denver Nuggets. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks, although, as you said, they were shorthanded, but they did beat the, the Milwaukee Bucks. And Boston has their number this season with the three games in a row. So this is most certainly a barometer of weighing themselves against who that who they are. Do they match up with these teams? Should they be in the conversation with these teams? Well, it really only helps when you do so against them too and uh, making sure when you head-to-head matchups are upcoming that you take care of business. You're going to face Boston or Milwaukee in the playoffs if you stay in that top four in the Eastern Conference. This is part of it, of showing that you can beat these teams. When we come back on the other side, Keith, we got to give our keys to the game for this one tonight as the Sixers and the Bucks face off for the third time. Primetime matchup, big one between the Sixers and the Bucks. We'll tap into that next in our final segment right here on Locked On 76ers. I do have to tell you about uh, Built Bar, our great Built Bar. Again, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and the calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. And with that, that could mean a variety of different things. As we go into the weekend, you might get up early, get a workout in, want something, a treat, again, that is not too much, where it's not too heavy, it's not too much, and not too many fat and calories, and it's really healthy and actually tasty. Well, you got to go with the Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That is correct, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but they do it. It's only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. That I don't get. They do. That's why they're the ones making them. And I'm here talking about them and eating them. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years. You've been talking about it. Built Bar, getting them at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or even at Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box, four box of cookies and cream, 
double chocolate, or even coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in. Grab yourself a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. My favorite, cookies and cream. Just calling it like it is. That's my favorite. When you get yours, let me know what it is. You can thank me later. Welcome back. Locked on 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens here with you. All right, Keith, we've run off the records already. Milwaukee is in first place. Sixers trail them by five games in the Eastern Conference standings. And uh, the Sixers are in third place, trailing them uh, behind those five games. What are your keys to this one tonight against the top team that is rolling at this point? I mean, the number one thing is you gotta you you gotta improve that perimeter defense. I mean, you know that that that's number one. Um, you know, I also think that um, you know you 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 uh, you and another thing is I think defensively when we talk about that perimeter defense, that also includes uh, Brook Lopez um, because you know he, what he does is you know he's seven foot one, two hundred eighty four pounds. But he has a, a tendency of going out in the perimeter. He's a 37.7% three-point shooter or going out in the perimeter and just hitting wide open threes. And it could be kind of sort of like what Blake um, Blake Griffin did, what um, Al Horford did to the Sixers. And I think that that's going to be a test for Joel Embiid to basically like be out there with him. And then someone else is going to have to cover for Joel just in case someone comes back back door, right? So to me, that's the key, man, is going to be what's going to happen in the perimeter. They're going to have to shore that up a little bit, you know, so that's to me is the number one key. Now, we know Giannis is going to get his. Drew Holiday is probably going to have a good uh, all-around game. But I think that perimeter defensive-wise, the 76ers cannot allow them to do what the Boston Celtics did and what the Dallas Mavericks did to him. Team basketball for me, Keith, uh, fundamentals. This is not about an individual thing. That will happen organically between Embiid and Giannis as the two two of the top five players in the league. Uh, organically, that will take place. So as a team, Milwaukee is a better team right now. The Sixers need to show, as we talked about the barometer and weighing them against Milwaukee, they need to show that they are on the same level and one thing that Milwaukee does not do is they don't allow it to become a mano a mano type of deal. Your best player is going to be your best player, and that's going to be featured because of how he plays and how they run their stuff. But he's also unselfish. And the one thing that we have seen from time to time with Joel Embiid is oftentimes, while he is unselfish at times, he can get caught up in that one thing that is uh, me versus you. We are the prime tickets here. And it's not a bad thing all the time, but right now they need a win. And yes, he can guide them to a win, but they need to play team ball. They need to be on top of their game. They need their fundamentals to be tight. They need to make sure as part of their fundamentals that they don't have a high turnover game and give Milwaukee a team like Milwaukee who doesn't need those extra free opportunities going the other way to get them. So execution, team ball, unselfishness, to your point of defending the three-point line and not having a a second straight game of where they hoist 40-plus three-pointers, they need to be on top of their game of playing team ball, unselfish, protecting the basketball, and playing for one another and making sure that they don't allow it to be a playing-for-one type of situation in Milwaukee. It's a tough place to play, and that 
crowd is going to be riled up because this team is undefeated on a homestand, by the way. The Sixers need to be ready to give them their A game in this one for that barometer and to simply win the game. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. Well, listen, man, that'll do it for us. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day on our next episode on Monday. We'll recap Milwaukee and the Sixers on Saturday night. We'll look ahead to the game on Monday as part of the Indiana Pacers and Minnesota Timberwolves back-to-back Monday, Tuesday. Now, make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Hey, you can find us wherever you get your podcast at, wherever you get your podcast. But when you when you come to our YouTube channel, make sure you click on the link and become a, a new subscriber. And when you do that, you get notifications of you know where of, of of our next podcast. And then my man D is going to do the pre and post game show tonight at the Sixers game. My man is working overtime. So he's mm. going to be on there giving you some extra stuff. You can follow D on at Divine G975 on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Keith, always a fun week with you, man. I appreciate everything and uh, enjoy the game tonight. I'm sure we'll talk and uh, certainly be back with everybody on Monday. So everybody have a great weekend. Thank you for listening all week. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Thanks, Keith. Peace.